Kia ora, I'm Jen. And I'm Sophie. Welcome to A TARDIS OF ONE'S OWN. A queer feminist journey through time and space and new who. Welcome to another week. What a time to be alive. (laughs) Yeah, fuck yeah. Podcast after dark again. Yeah. In Jen's spare bedroom. We love a podcast after dark, but it's not hard in the winter for it to be after no, dark. No, so we're we're honing in on the uh, on the solstice, which here. is great. I mean, yeah, yeah, it is because it's not been too bad so far, really. No, but like you mean darkness wise, winter wise. Yeah, well, no, because we're not we're nowhere near the coldest Shh. bit yet. Okay, <laughs> let me be deluded. They're not aligned to heat and light, unfortunately. Mm. But yeah, so it's nice. It's a Thursday back on our Thursday recording schedule. Yeah, had a bit of a. Bit of a fun, silly day at work. It was pretty silly, yeah. But so it's of, a nice mood. Lots of lols. Actually, this whole week has been quite silly. Yeah, it has. Mm. Felt like I've, uh, I'm just going to talk about myself. Yeah. Finding a lot more joy in the day-to-day. We love which that. Which is nice. Yeah, mm. it's good. It's been two weeks. Two weeks since we last recorded. Yeah, yeah. we didn't last week because we were a bit meh. Yeah, illness. Winter illness. Plaguing. Plaguing. Everyone's got the plague at the moment. Horrible. Yeah, so I think it's been it's been a pretty good two weeks. Excellent. How are you? Where am I? I'm fine. Thank you for coming to the library with me today to get oh. seven books. And I apparently left one behind. So and, we'll have to on, go and on Monday and on Tuesday. Yeah. Got a lot of reserves you coming in. came to my library with me on Wednesday. Like, every yeah. day we have to go tomorrow. Yeah. Let's go get the blood. <laughs> oh, the yeah. <laughs> five days, five library trips. We oh, should get yeah. some sort of stamp. Literally, loyalty. Frequent flyer. Yeah. Library stands. We love and respect libraries on this podcast. Yeah. If any councils or governments come after libraries, we like that will get me on the streets. Yeah. yeah, agreed. If you are not a member of your local library and you're listening to this podcast, highly recommend joining them because they're delightful. It's incredible. Every time we go to the library, we're like, the libraries are so amazing. <laughs> yeah, like every time. Anyway, so that's basically been the highlight of my week. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Would you like to introduce our app? I sure do will want to. Um, <laughs> we are watching episode 7 of season 3 this week, which is titled 42. So the Doctor and Martha answer a distress call that lands them on a spaceship headed straight for the centre of a sun. The Doctor only has 42 minutes to save Martha and the ship's crew from inevitable doom. Ooh, I was just about to say, why is it titled 42 again? And then you answered my question. 42, 42 minutes. 42 minutes. 42 minutes to the world. <laughs> oh my god, does that, that reminds me of 21 seconds. 21 yeah. seconds to go. Yeah. 21 seconds to go. So Solid Crew, circa 2001. What a throwback. <laughs> we love that. Bechdel test. Oh, so I think Martha on the phone to her mum. But that oh. conversation is still a lot about the doctor. Like, so her mum's spending the whole conversation being like, the doctor is bad for you. I'm scared about you. Everything is relation to the doctor. The woman captain just talks about men all the time. Like yeah, she doesn't come near. Yeah. She doesn't come near a fucking female crew member and talk about anything other than men. Mm. And then there's miscellaneous other female presenting crew members. They all either die very early, yeah, or don't talk to anyone but the men. Yeah, a lot of red it's shirts. Not great. Yeah, a lot of red shirts. There's like a lot of people there to miscellaneous be miscellaneous people getting killed, bad to die. Yeah. Okay, well, so yeah, not great. No, but that's not great. What was our discussion question you want to tell um, us? So, yes, I do. Thank you for uh, asking. Uh, <laughs> so this episode, headline, bit of a weird one. And nothing was massively jumping out at me being like, oh, that could be... Mm. So I sat with it and I thought, let's talk about kind of honesty and this idea of telling the truth. Mm-hmm. So 
very pertinent to the episode, particularly when Doctor, he's like trying to get answers out of the crew to be like, what's going on? What's this weird stuff? And they're like being a bit reticent and like, ultimately it turns out that they don't want to talk about the sun particles that they've scooped from the sun. Mm. But like, he needed to know that information. So it was like withholding that, but then it didn't help them. And then Martha's in peril. She's like, I need to be really honest to my family about my feelings for them, how much they mean to me. So she calls her mom to tell her she loves her. But then she's trying to avoid telling the truth because her mom is like, where are you? What's happening? Mm. And she can only say so much. Mm. Her mom's not being honest about the fact that she's got sneaky sneakos listening in on the call. The doctor generally just can't be honest about his feelings. Mm. So yeah, it's a bit of a a bit of a pattern, this idea of, of withholding information, telling the truth, but maybe a bit too little too late. I find that really interesting, especially the Martha lying to her family angle, right? Because mm. on one hand, you know, she, there's obviously a lot of big Jones family drama and she's been the peacekeeper for so long. She puts aside her own feelings to mediate, right? She's mm. always been the middleman for her family. And now she's in this position where she has something that's just for her and she has space from them and she doesn't have to be involved in all of their dramas. Yeah. So she's really compartmentalizing her home life and her travels with the doctor. Mm-hmm. But I think it's interesting that she, when she thinks she might die, she obviously doesn't regret that she's been traveling and there's never mm. a moment where she's like oh what am i doing with my life she's just wondering i don't want to die on bad terms with my mum, right which yeah. is why she yeah. rings her but she still decides not to be honest with her about what she's actually up to and in a way you're kind of glad she isn't because of course we know that there's someone listening so you're yep. like oh martha you know don't give it yeah. away but the lying also fundamentally harms them later on and we'll see that as the okay season culminates yeah But it reminds me of how people often lie about their sexual orientation, right? Mm. So there was a study done in 2007 about sexual orientation and self-reported lying. And so it used this framework of economics of deception where it says that people will conceal or falsify information when the benefit of lying exceeds the cost, what it costs you to lie. And so if non-heterosexuals expect the benefit to falsifying information to be higher, the the theory was that they would lie more. And the the empirical results showed that non-heterosexuals expect higher benefits from concealing personal information because of anti-homosexual discrimination. So therefore they're more likely Mm. to lie about their orientation. Which made me think about when is it okay to lie? Like for Martha, she sees this lie as like a protective lie, Mm -hmm. right? She's protecting her family. She's protecting this thing she has with the doctor. If you're queer and you're not out, Mm -hmm. is that lying? because you're not being honest about your orientation. Oh, but it's really interesting because there, with that, you are getting into what do you owe anybody to... What information do you owe them, yeah. Yeah, the world. Mm -hmm. And then, like, we see this in the media with, like, the queerbaiting stuff. Yeah. Which a lot of the time, people don't understand what queerbaiting actually is. But no one owes anybody very personal details about their lives. No, absolutely not. Oh, this has made me think about when typically... Uh, it most presents as like what is it called? Moors stands for mixed orientation relationships. Oh yeah. And so tip often this is typically straight guy and a bi woman, but mm-hmm. can be heaps of different combos. But in that particularly one straight one bi, and especially if you're like hetero genders, then people will be like the bi erasure comes into it of mm-hmm. like. Oh, but you're straight past like you look yeah, straight. Yeah, it's not a like, queer relationship. You're not. Yeah, you're not a queer relationship. You're not really. And then it's like how honest and open do you have to be about being like I'm queer. This is a queer relationship. This is my truth. Yeah, and to put that out there. Or by women who end up in relationships with lesbians who then get a oh you're lying to yourself. You're yeah. actually gay. Yeah, or by yeah. men in relationships with gay men, right? Yeah, it's the being same like, thing. you're gay, you're not. Like, when, when straight dudes become bi and they're actually gay, like, that, yeah. that like, yeah. false narrative that they're just soft-launching gayness. Or even using being bi as, like, a cover 
you know, mm. like I've told you before, my parents were always big Queen fans, and my mum would always be like, "Well, you know, Freddie Mercury is bi," and I'm like, mm, "Is he? Mom? Pretty sure he's gay." <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah, it yeah. Makes it almost more palatable because so. it's like he just loves everyone. Yeah, Which interesting. Is, yeah, but again, it's a protective thing, right? It's lying to protect yourself, and I think this mm. is where you refugees do this as well, right? Like if you're fleeing a country for whatever reason, sometimes you might lie about where you've originated from or like I'm thinking particularly about people who are fleeing horrible situations and have to get on boats in the dead of night to get out otherwise they can't get out of the country and sometimes there is lying involved especially during wars right like think about all the people who are fleeing during wartime and what they say along the way to come get out right no yeah 100% I think the theme here and then with queerness as well and women in abusive situations like when you're personal safety of yourself and especially like your children or your loved ones that's what that's i would say my personal line would be there like if you are absolutely at imminent risk of death or serious harm and that can be harm in the broader sense then you do what you gotta do like it's very interesting when you apply that to the episode right because mm. captain whatever her name is forgotten (laughs) literally she holds this line like i don't know why they're after us i wish i knew why they're so obsessed with us Mm. i don't know what's going on but she does know what's going on and at the end she has this dramatic death like it's a redeeming death right where she sacrifices herself to protect the remaining crew but crew have have already died up until this point and she knows why yeah 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 she does and even when um the doctor's trying to get information out of her she's like i know every aspect of my crew's lives yeah there's nothing interesting about them yeah like i know everything there isn't but she's still holding this secret but trying to do that oh it's really interesting yeah it's a very loaded topic i reckon because i think people you know everyone prizes honesty and you should never lie and people say these things like lying is bad but i think in a lot of cases white lies in particular are a necessary part of everyday life like sometimes you just need to maybe that's just because i'm a duplicitous person no. i don't know but... no i agree i think that that's the difference between that people use it as an example in nice versus kind. Yeah. So, like, nice people would be like, oh, no, you look great. Like, that is definitely your colour. Like, mm. you should wear that. But a kind person is going to be like, actually, it's making your skin look a bit pasty. And yeah. I think that's what that is cool if that's what you're going for. I don't think that's what you're going for. Yeah. So maybe try this colour and that would be better, right? But yeah. that's not necessarily a nice thing to say, but it is the kind thing in the grand in the scheme long of run, things. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, interesting. And I think about the way people will lie to not hurt people's feelings. Because mm, like we should just use yeah. that as an example. But, you know, people will fabricate reasons why they don't want to mm-hmm. go out with someone or don't want to hang out with someone and be like, oh, I'm busy that night. I'm yeah. doing this. I'm going to be away. And then you have to, like, I used to be like this. And then you have to hide in your house for a whole weekend in case you run into them. Or you have to fabricate. Be like, okay, I can't post to Instagram because I've told this person <laughs> that I'm doing something else. <laughs> interesting. But I'm not okay. like that anymore because therapy people yeah okay so i definitely and i think we work with a lot of people who do this too mm. it's very interesting and i've definitely come across people i don't think i've ever done it that much but i think as i get older i find it easier to be open and truthful and being very careful to try and be kind but i had a situation recently where someone i dated in the past kind of started messaging mm. me again and was very much like you know trying to rekindle a thing and i was being nice i suppose kind and yeah. just trying to be like oh no you know like eh, whatever like yeah not into it but not being overtly like no fuck off and got pushed to the point where i was like actually the honest and open and probably kindest thing to do here is to shut it down conclusively mm. 
and be really open about the reasons why I wouldn't want to rekindle a thing. Yeah. And then, you know, I've mentioned that to my partner and to you and like a couple of other friends and that reaction has been generally like, cool, you did what you needed to do, but also a little bit of like, oof. Yeah. Like, that's brutal. Well, I think, knowing the details of this particular case, that when you tell someone something and you've shut them down multiple times, they need to pick up the hint. And if they don't pick up the hint, then you're within your rights to go, well, actually, this is the truth. Because I tried to spare you from this truth. Yeah. You did not pick up what I was putting down, so therefore, I will now destroy you. Yeah, right? And I still had options. I could have just fully ghosted. Yeah. I could have just not, like, blocked, ghosted, whatever. I chose to... Which is exactly like the situation yeah. I find myself in at the moment with my travel issues that yes. I've spoken to you yes. about where I'm like, why don't they just say what they're thinking instead of doing this weird dance where I don't know if they're being honest yeah. with me or not because of the niceness factor. Like, mm. I'm not going to be hurt either way. Just come out and say the thing. Just say it. Just say it. But I appreciate not everyone is like. No, and that's it, right? It's that person who's thinking like, if I were in this, like, because you always come into situations imagining yourself in them, right? Mm. That's how we, so you're like, oh, how would I, and they may be really conflict avoidant or. Yeah, that's always the issue. Like, yes, kind of people pleasers. Which is our problem at work, I think. Yeah. Everyone's people pleasing all of the time. Actually, this reminds me of something I was going to talk to you about that I didn't, that was kicking off in one of the many chats that we're a part of. But this whole push to do things outside of work suddenly. Yeah. Oh, you mean in our wider department chat? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay, true. Quizzes, drinks, true. dinners. No. It's the curse of the modern office, which is trying to make culture happen. <laughs> Stop trying to make like, culture happen. No. Culture grows like a weed. Yeah, like organic yogurt. Like, let's not... <laughs> culture is forged through everyone having a simultaneous breakdown. Basically. That's how you get there. We have culture because you, me, and a colleague are all mental health-wise at a very similar page. We're sad millennials and we're not afraid to let everyone know. Yeah, we're sad millennials who are not afraid to speak truths. <laughs> we're not ca- I mean, we don't care about keeping up appearances and I feel no, like there's a lot of that. No, there's a the lot office. of that. And also, like... Which I would <sighs> posit as a form of lying. I mean, no, it is. And also I think like the 10 plus, you know, well over a decade that we've been in the working world now, compared to a lot of our colleagues, it's really hard to actually fire someone. It's yeah. really fucking hard. Yeah. They they are too worried. I'd be like, guys, my guys. They're not going to fire Like us. they can't fire. Like you just got to say what you think in these meetings. Yeah. And I'll be like saying what I think. And I know everyone else is thinking it. And then everyone does that like awkward half laugh at like Soph's telling the truth again. Or like this whole thing where everyone's scared of the dress code and I'm like, I dare you. <laughs> I dare a manager to pull me aside to talk to me about my dress code. I am just every day hoping someone does it. Like, do it. Do can it. We, can we do super cash tomorrow, please? Yeah. What's super cash? Are you going with your track pants? <laughs> oh my god, lol. PJs. No, but like, okay, not super cash. Like, not denim shorts because it's too cold, but like cash cash i'm wearing my jeans my blue jeans and and it's new zealand music shirt day oh i'll wear my shirt it's new zealand music month i believe so oh so you wear shirts of new zealand artists yeah oh which i only know because joel little posted about it on his instagram so yeah you're gonna wear your Singy one? My good night Yeah, shirt. that's it. The I don't only know. one I In my have. head, I was like, good Charlotte. It's not good Charlotte. It's good something. <laughs> yeah, I actually wore it on Tuesday to my meeting, so I'll just wear it again. Fuck it. Fuck it. Life is too short. Anywho. Yeah, cool. Um, uh, that was a big tangent. Um, no, it's relevant. Lying. No, it's, re- it's relevant. It's okay, relevant. yes. Back to, um, back to the episode. 
Ran off. I've got fucking heaps. Can I start with Ten basically gets tortured by that sun the whole time? Like it's consuming his mind and his body. Yeah, it's and then horrid. he has to be like frozen. Yeah, like, yeah, go yeah. Hypothermic it's pretty to get grim. It out. It's really like great acting from Tenet in this one as well. Yeah. We've really seen him like Ten being scared, being vulnerable in a way that I don't think we've seen before. Yeah, and he has that great moment where he's really angry. He's like, "You should have scanned for life," and I yeah. think it's like it's a great performance from him. Yeah, he's got a great range. It's actually got a great kind of like environmental message to this episode it's about checking before you wrecking yeah absolutely and being like some resources you can't just keep taking 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 from resources because the aliens will get inside your brain yeah <laughs> or other lessons or you're gonna fuck up the earth so much that something terrible happens yeah like, basically trigger a landslide yeah there's catastrophic floods because you've destroyed the natural floodplains or whatever whatever you know? oh my god yeah all that stuff what's it called Slash. Oh, all the slash the from slash, forestry. Yeah. And so they've chopped down all these trees. If guys, if you're not okay with the forestry, I learned this recently, but slash is all the trees and stuff that gets left because mm. it's not in forestry. It's not like the trees that are worthwhile enough to take away. Mm. And they leave it there. And then these big floods happen. And, it and then it. it suddenly becomes these massive fucking projectiles that like yeet out bridges into people's yeah. houses. That's what destroys the bridges and stuff. Because it's all yeah. the power of the wood. Yeah. Yeah. This is what happens. So from the very beginning of the episode, they turn up. No one asks them. Who, like They're like, oh, who are you? He's the doctor. Cool. But no one's like, how did you get here? Why are you here? Because I recognize they've got bigger issues. But they're also not like... Like, I would be like super fucking suspicious that shit's going down and this random appears and be like... I disagree. I think if I knew that we were hurtling into a sun and I only <laughs> like, had 42 minutes to live, I'm like, I don't care if some randos turned up. Like, what are you doing? Grab, grab a shovel. <laughs> Okay, yeah, cool. But also classic Doctor Who element here where they're like, we must get rid of the TARDIS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, this is how they always do this. They're like, the TARDIS has fallen off a cliff. The TARDIS is in a big hole. The TARDIS has disappeared. The TARDIS is broken. The TARDIS is in a really, really hot room and now the door is locked. Because the TARDIS is the only thing that can save you, so... And literally in my notes, is TARDIS stuck in hot room. (laughs) Also, I think it's a bit sad that... Martha gets frequent flyer privileges halfway through the season. Like, she's been with him for ages, yeah. and only now he's like, here's a key, and no. you need a phone to call your mom. Okay, so we have notes on this. Lol at the old mobile. Um, <laughs> but, like, the Doctor can't be honest about his feelings. He gives her the gift of a key, but they're not talking properly about stuff, mm. and she's settling for crumbs. These crumbs of affection and caring, yeah. and she just wants the whole fucking love cake. And he knows how she feels about it. Yeah, he does. He does. No, no, it's fucking me off. The painful interaction that is Martha calling her mum and her trying to Google an answer. (laughs) Just being like, just look it up, mum. Just look it up. I feel like that was very true to life. I feel like (laughs) anyone who's ever called their mum and asked them to do something without getting 50,000 questions being like, but why? Why can't you just do it? I'm like, just fucking look it up. (laughs) It's actually more my dad's style, but yeah, I appreciate that. I thought it was quite true to life. I do think this episode is just intense. It's like, go, go, go. Uh, like, is, I've written down in larger font, font? All right. <laughs> pacey app. Yeah. Because it is pacey. A gr- great peril. The next note. Yeah. There's great peril. Like, and I think, you know, we're doing this in real time. Oh, I don't know if this is an urban myth, but I've always believed since 1997 or a couple of years after that, when I watched it, when it first was on TV, that the film Titanic, mm. apparently from the point when it gets hit by the iceberg, the sinking is then in real time. Oh, interesting. Like, because it went down fucking quickly and it's a long film. 
Yeah. But I don't know if that is some sort of weird Devon-based James Cameron myth. Should I Google it? Oh my god, I'm going to get fact-checked. I've believed this for like 25 years. Um, Real-time sinking of ship. Titanic film. Yes, so that's what was the first bit. Okay. Um, The Titanic is said to have taken approximately 2 hours and 40 minutes to sink. Yeah, that's like not... I mean, because that film's long believes to depict perfect accurate portrayal of the ship's last hours yeah. okay maybe true true um, huh. if you listen to the audio it's this youtube is incredible it's, i think it's called titanic sinks real time like at first you see everything in like not daylight but there's lights on because there's lights on the boat yeah and then all the lights go off because obviously the ship's lost power and, and then you, you just hear all these sounds and you hear the ship creaking and it must have been terrifying to be on that ship because you can't see shit no it's like dark. Like I don't think the film is correct about that. No, it's very well lit. There was yeah. definitely lights in there. They should have yeah. got an old mate from Game of Thrones to film Literally. That. And you're like, oh, our TVs can't render ten shades of black. <laughs> so but you have to f- turn all the blotchy. lights off. Yeah, so it's blotchy as fuck because like, I'm sorry, I can only do three blacks. <laughs> and then I turn all the lights off. You can't watch in the daytime unless you pull all the curtains. Even then. It was a nightmare. Like, from, like, season three onwards, it was an absolute nightmare. You just see Arya Stark jumping at Yeah, the, just, like, white, like, oh, this is the first thing I've seen all white day. faces looming out of the gloom. And I'm like, this is a battle. Who the fuck knows? I can't see shit. <laughs> no, I don't like it. <laughs> Films in the last decade have got dark and they've got mumbly. And long. Lot dark, mumbly, and long. The mumbly this- is interesting because the, the score is usually very loud. But the, I'm like always in the movies being like, can you just put just subtitles on? Yeah, or like turn the background sound down. What are you doing, sound engineers? I don't know. It's why it's like a cultural thing. They've all drunk the Kool Aid. I know. It's probably because we don't have the right speakers or something. We don't have the right. <laughs> oh my TVs god! They're to like, it's meant to, are you listening in surround? Blah, 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 You're sound? supposed to listen with headphones. Oh my god! Don't for the immersive experience. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so speaking of, like, 42 minutes to save the day, which I also think mm. is the length of the episode, so that's quite a little interesting. Yeah, it is, with the little beginning bit, and then I think the app's, like, 44 or something. Yeah. Yeah. I know, it's, it's nice in real time, yeah. Reminds me of, what was it, 24? Oh, yeah. Although he got a lot done in 24 hours. I mean, he did, and the episodes weren't 24 hours long. No, but Christ. they were an hour. Each episode was an hour, wasn't it? Oh, it was and an hour. And the season was 24. Oh. I never watched yeah, it. Yeah, no, I, I didn't either. I don't know. <laughs> I would just see it on TV and there'd be a counter in the corner that was like counting down. I'd be like, okay. Oh, he got a lot done in 24 hours. Was <laughs> eight of those hours him sleeping? <laughs> no. Was it, did he have toilet breaks? Sophie, there is a crisis. <laughs> so he didn't pee? Did he eat? Is the food? Is it food not, included? Because oh. like... If he eats, then he'll have to go to the bathroom. If he doesn't eat, then you don't have to go to the bathroom. Yeah, but then he's just running on fumes. You don't you don't save the world on an empty tummy. <laughs> Put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anywho. Um, I got annoyed and I've written so dumb in caps when they don't retreat into a yeatable part of the ship. They retreat into an airlock and the pod mm. don't do that that's dumb it's like when people are running away from baddies and they run up a building yeah what are you gonna do jump off the fucking top like no no don't go into a bit where you're papering yourself into a corner but i get it like if you're in peril maybe you're not thinking but like this is why you would die this is why you need someone who thinks under pressure yeah <laughs> good set do they use a warehouse it's very dirty red light lots of dry ice yeah a lot of red like light steam i quite like the colors and everyone's episodes. sweaty yeah, you get, yeah. it feels hot right? it feels hot mm. i felt hot <laughs> it's not hard for you to no fair. i know i'm always hot i mean <laughs> um i run hot guys okay <laughs> 
I actually love that. You know, Martha's just always off doing her own thing. She's like, almost in every episode, she's just off doing her mm. own thing. She has to stand on her own two feet. She doesn't wait. And I just think she's the best. She just gets stuff done. And she saves the Doctor's life at the end of this. You know? She does. She does. And I think, that's the thing, linking back to our theme, I feel like the Doctor's not always honest about his abilities. Mm. Because he's built up this thing of like, he'll save the day, he'll get it sorted, you know, like whether he vertically says it or not, he says that through his actions. Yeah. Martha has like insane placed trust in him to be like, it's fine, it's fine. And she's like, you don't know the doctor. I believe in him. Mm. Like she's going to get saved like this 11th hour and it pays off, you know, him being so overconfident. But right. also sometimes hopefully, you know, yeah. you kind of want him to be like taught a lesson to be like, actually... You need to be honest that you're not perfect. You're not all like, yeah, maybe compared to the humans and your lifetime and everything you've seen, you are like essentially functionally omnipotent or whatever. Mm. I don't know. Where's the vulnerability? Well, the he truth. dies. I mean, like, yeah. yeah. And we do see that little bit of vulnerability, I thought, in his performance. But also, like, I feel like there's a moment there where he genuinely thinks he's going to regenerate. Like, it looks like he's going to regenerate in a lot of ways. Because mm, he's like... True. And also the fact that he has that sun in him. It's quite a great image, I just think, of the when he opens his eyes and he's yeah, just glowing. Yeah. Like, great. Yeah. I loved it. I liked it. I liked the effects in it. I love that everyone falls in love with Martha, except the Doctor. Yeah. Apart from, there's an extremely awkward kiss, and then, well done. <laughs> the guy's like, well done to her. That her and rando dude. Riley, I think his name is. is. Riley, okay. Laser eyes. Vaporised. A more efficient Cyclops from X-Men is what I wrote oh, down. Oh, yeah. Because, like, it just seems like an evil, or not evil, you know, just, like, roll fucking shit up, Cyclops. Because I feel like this sun thing isn't necessarily evil. It's just, like, in danger. It's also very mad at them. It just yeah. wants revenge, it's right? Angry. Like, it's been mortally it's like, wounded by them scooping out its you heart. You hurt me. Which is fair. Yeah. Uh, a more efficient Cyclops. Cyclops is so annoying. <laughs> he really is, right? I just n- a I never wet blanket the, character. I never liked the weird subplot, the romantic subplot with... Jean Grey. Yeah. Jean, Cyclops, Wolverine. When I'm like, Um, why is it even a contest? Threesome or breakup. Don't (laughs) care anything else. (laughs) Oh my god, that'd be a hot threesome. Cyclops. Anyway. I'm um, sure there's fanfic of that. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Um, So then I wrote this down. The whole, we must share the light. But they're just sharing it with the men. Mm. All the women get killed Mm. off. And it's the men that they keep glowy eyesing. Mm, interesting. Maybe it's a male sun, and so it can only see itself. Maybe, maybe it's misogynist. <laughs> maybe. It's like, sun. oh, the power can only go to the ones with the penises. Or maybe it knows that the captain was a woman, and it doesn't. it's not sure which woman was the actual captain, so it's like, I'll just kill all the women. Maybe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Burn with me. That was weird. Uh, diversity win, your captain is a woman. But also I mean, yeah. Like, and then it turns out that everything is just about her husband and she has to kill herself to sacrifice, but then it's all about her husband. And I mean, diversity win, Marge. <laughs> diversity win. Um, I love Burn With Me. It's quite menacing. Burn, Burn With, with me. me. Yeah. Yeah. Gut punch. There's a gut punch at one point. Punch in the guts. Everyone loves that. Yeah. Do you, did you just write gut punch and you can't remember what it's actually about? <laughs> Fuck, how the fuck do you know? Get outside of my brain, Jen. <laughs> Damn it, I know. I was like, no, but there is a gut punch. I wrote down gut punch. Unless it was an emotional gut punch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, in the feels. No, it was actually in the guts. Real, okay. real guts. 
I wrote down Martha saving the doctor. Too much talking. Aww. It's way too much talking. Like, if you're in peril and you're about to die, stop talking. Like, do the saving. This is like James Bond films when it's like, stop giving all your fucking... We're doing plan sharing now, are we? Like... And I wrote, Martha has such a good bedside manner. <laughs> I'm like, stop fucking talking. Get to the point. <laughs> you don't want anyone being nice to you. Just operate on me. Yeah, literally. Oh, and the doctor again. We've gone from recent episodes where he's like, I'm team human. And like, humanity is amazing. Humanity is like everything. You always adapt. You always survive. Last episode. To this, humans, you grab whatever's nearby and bleed it dry. Oh, like, now you hate us again? It's a fair point, though. I mean, it is, but also, like... Maybe he's just no idealistic. You know, he's like a golden retriever. He wants to believe in you. And he's, like, always like, oh, yeah, great, humans. And then he remembers that you don't give it treats. And it's like, get fucked. I don't know. Have you betrayed a golden retriever? No, that was a bad analogy. <laughs> but I just think he's, like, you know, he's so happy-go-lucky. And he yeah, gets along. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, we're on an adventure. And then something bad happens. He's like, oh, right, these assholes. I remember. Yeah. I think he is just a bit delusional. And very immediacy. Like, what's the most recent thing that happened? Mm. Then obviously punctuated with, I've got 2,000 years of trauma. Yeah. This reminds me of my trauma. And he can't hold all that trauma in his head at the same time. Surely not. Like, he has to, like, things have come up based on current experiences, right? So he probably gets more and more mad because he's like, this reminds me of another trauma. Triggered. Triggered Um, and never working through that stuff. So then he just, like, bottles the triggers down. Unless he has, like, a thingy thingy from Harry Potter. Pensive. Pensive. Yeah, I mean, I think that was my main ones. Spies. Spies. Listening in. I just wrote, sun, exclamation mark. Alive, exclamation mark. Dude, I've written sun, arrow, it's alive, in quotation. (laughs) It's very much a Frankenstein thing, isn't it? It's alive. Okay, well, did you have a stand-up moment from the ep then? I actually don't. Oh, what? Because you I weren't know, paying attention. No, because I was really in the moment. Like, I was in it and being like, oh, like, thing to thing, what's happening, what's happening, happening. Gets in the beat. But it beat. does. But yeah. also, it came out as, to me, a fairly, like, mid. Okay. <laughs> like, everything is, like, mid. Like, it's getting it done. It's getting it... But nothing, like, massively stood out. <sighs> kind of annoying. Like, there's one point where, that I'm now remembering and thinking about more than any particular good standouts, is when the... Martha is so scared and then she says she's sorry to the doctor like what are you apologising for he's put you in this situation like so that stood out to me but Mm. not in a good way how about you I really liked it I love the pace of it I think Mm. it's really easy to get lost in it like after I watched I told you I barely took any notes because I was like oh my god this is stressing me out and I couldn't remember it at all like it completely slipped from my mind so clearly it didn't have that much of a lasting impact but I really enjoyed it and I think the standout moment for me was just that guy who's like complaining about his job and then he immediately gets (laughs) killed when he's like oh I have to do this I have to fetch this do this do this kill me and then he gets killed and I'm like this is the millennial problem this is like this is really hits home for all of us millennials who every day slip off to work, even in the face of actual abject peril, and they're distress signaling like they're going to, and he's like, "Oh God, get the wrench!" Like, <laughs> I just loved it. Save the day. Such oh. a mood. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. So, good. Yeah. Shout out to you, random guy. <laughs> yeah. It's sixteen years ago, but nothing has changed. Literally nothing has changed. I keep getting served multiple iterations of the my face when I get asked to do something within my job description. <laughs> something perfectly reasonable in your job. And you're I'm like, like, no. How dare you Kill me. me. I'm going to lay down and die. <laughs> yeah. Because we don't want to work. 
No, I fundamentally don't. And I would like people throw that at us as a generation like a bad thing, being like, people don't want to work anymore. I'm like, yes, correct. Who wants to work? Why do you want to work? No one. Who are these people? It's so weird. It's the best thing millennials have done is un- untether this martyrdom to, to yeah. labour. And Gen Z is just running with it. Like, yeah. even more admirable. When they're just like, oh, I'm going to quit my job because the vibes are off. Yeah, like, you're like, fuck it, hey, do it. Yeah. Yeah, you're living in, like, a weird house with eight other people all trying to be TikTok influencers. But cool. Did I send you that TikTok about how different generations drive to work? And it's like a boomer getting in the car being like, yeah, work, and drives off. And then no. it's a Gen X and getting in the car and being like... Oh, or I guess we're doing this and he drives off and the millennial gets in and it's like oh I don't want to go to work and it's like 20 minutes and he's drinking coffee and he's on his phone and he's like oh, fine and he drives off and then the Gen Z one is just like no one's in the car <laughs> it's just not going nah. vibes were off that day everyone loves hearing a TikTok described so you know <laughs> everyone you're very welcome dude I do <laughs> I'm not on TikTok I wait till they become Instagram wheels yeah, this is my problem with my relationship with Sophie is that <laughs> She waits for everything to make it to Instagram, whereas I have unfortunately saw it the first time it appeared on Twitter six months ago. <laughs> so I was like, send to Jen, DM Jen, and be like, ha 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 ha. And she's like, oh, it's got there now, has it? <laughs> now I just stop saying anything and I just be like, yeah, it's still funny. Oh, cute. You still find me. Oh, that, that's a sign of a true friendship. You're like, <laughs> I'm putting my feelings aside and just letting Soap have the lol. Memes are a love language, people. They are. They actually Okay, well, that's that's all I had to say about this episode. Yeah. I mean, me too. <laughs> Great. So, like, we're... Oh, I mean, I thought it was zooming through season three, but we're, like, halfway. Relatively no. inoffensive season three. Yeah, this Over is halfway. halfway. Yep. So we've got a two-parter coming up next, then the Too Light episode, and then it's a three-part season finale. So only three oh, episodes. Oh, but we've got three more recording episodes, but mm. five apps to watch. Yeah. Three, Three, four, five, six, seven to watch. Mm, no, six three, to watch. Four, five, six, six to watch. Six to watch, yeah. but three recordings. Whoa! Yeah. Oh, huh. a trip, a trip finale. Yeah. Wowzers. Okay, well, I'll, I'll write a sign. Mm. So next time, we'll be watching the double episodes of Human Nature and Family of Blood. Let us know your thoughts by emailing a TARDIS of one's own at gmail.com or find us on Twitter and Instagram. Check out the show notes for links and for all the references discussed in this app. Delightful. Always a joy. Um, I look forward to more chaos vibes in the office. Yeah. Oh, and I noticed in the, you know, it does the previewy thing Mm. for next app. It's a historical set one. Mm -hmm. They're doing this. Future set, historical set, set in London or Cardiff. Future, historical, London or Cardiff. And starring Viserys Targaryen. Oh yeah, Viserys! Crown of molten gold. (laughs) Just killed by Jason Momoa. What a time. Oh my god, yeah, when everyone, before everyone had like a collective hard-on for Jason Momoa. Who basically lives in New Zealand now, I think. Kind of, maybe? He's obsessed with us. We're into it. Alright, great. He's obsessed with us. Okay, (laughs) great. (laughs) Bye! Bye, everyone, bye!